So, Warwick, what would you rather go without, CrossFit or your mobile phone for a year? Oh, mobile phone. Oh, really? <laughs> Does, I don't know anyone that texts as much as you do. Like, you're well, always texting. Yeah, and I'm always texting you about the freaking show. <laughs> or CrossFit. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies Business Show. Helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership. So you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. So welcome back to the Tradies Business Show. And Michaela's just quickly coming back to the microphone. And uh, I'm going to put the photo up on the show page for this episode. But she was just on her phone while I was waiting to hit record. Which is funny because I've been waiting music. for like hours for you today. <laughs> texting everybody and looking at yourself uh, in the Facebook photo. That's awesome. And I just happened to answer a client blah, inquiry. Blah, blah, blah. Because I offer high-level customer service. Do and you know I have the same excuses, Michaela? <laughs> These are my fans. That's my followers. They're my people. I have I have to show them that I'm there and I See, care. Really, I was on Instagram, Hot Guys with Puppies, as everyone knows. Yeah. My favorite Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I was just checking right. the latest updates because you know I can look at you all day. So yeah. at least I can look at you know cute guys and puppies. Yeah, I'm sorry that you have to look at me all day. Uh, so, CrossFit mobile phones got nothing to do with today's episode because <laughs> what we are going to talk about is uh, being a pleaser. Yes. And and in actual fact, it probably does have something to do with that whole racing to the phone to comment and reply and post stuff and answer client queries really quickly and, oh, someone's ringing, I better get the phone, is um, talking about, well, we're talking about prostitutes today. Oh, we are. And uh, not that kind, but oh. it's it's a bit of a behavioural thing. There's There's five... Uh, human saboteurs, five behaviours that sabotage our our results and our uh, outcomes in life. Um, you know, there's the victim, uh, there's the the know-it-all, but one of them is uh, commonly referred to as the prostitute or the pleaser. And uh, I see this show up with a lot of my uh, my tradies business wingman clients um, and people in business that I talk to is that they're racing around trying to keep everybody else happy and trying to please everybody as a pathway to getting results. And there's nothing wrong with wanting other people to be happy and looked after. So don't get me wrong on that one. But, Michaela, this can go a bit too much the other way, can't it? It can. And I must put up my hand here and say I am a, a sufferer. Uh, or I used to be. I'm a reformed sufferer. You're people a reformed pleaser. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> You're a reformed pleaser. Yes. We'll use a different terminology on yes, today's thank show. You. Uh, and, you know, it just, it was interesting that, um, just in the last week, I've had somebody contact me wanting something done really urgently, uh, because they weren't organised that I used to help them with months and months ago. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, they've contacted me again wanting me to help. Well, the problem is that, like, I've got other commitments for the next week already. But what was your urge? What was your dilemma? Well, it was like, oh, I better help them because I don't want to let them down. And then mm. I knew that it, but I knew by helping them, it would impact my business directly because I'd either have to work later or fit it in over other priorities that are much higher mm. for my chance to say, oh, yes, I better help them because I've always done that. I've always been at their beck and call. And I stopped that a few months ago so that I could, you know, focus more on different things. But it was funny how that came instantly back up again. Yep. And, uh, so that's why I was like, oh, you know, I've got to, I've got to quickly jump on this, and you're like, why? Well, because blah 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 blah, 
and all of a sudden realising that's what I'm doing. I'm jeopardising what is currently in the calendar or client commitments or whatever to go back and just please someone that it's not my problem that they're not organised. That's right. But the dynamic of that relationship has been based on you being the pleaser and doing everything they want and sacrificing yourself in your own calendar in order to deliver what you think you should to make them happy. Yeah, and it's definitely had an impact on revenue because, you know, I'd be doing things for this person uh, or company that was taking away from revenue-generating activities, mm. which I now realise in wonderful hindsight. Mm. But it's interesting that it's the contact's been made again, the exact same pattern from their side's happening again, but I've set that expectation in the past, so yep. they would expect the same level of service. Why wouldn't they? That's exactly. what you've always done. It's right. But you've always done this for us. You've always come out on a Sunday afternoon to unblock our drains. Yes. Why wouldn't you do it this week? Yep. So people really can become quite incredulous, quite shocked that you would change your behaviour around that, particularly customers, which is what you're talking about. Yep. And the problem is I'm carrying what they want Mm. and how they'll react and not how it's impacting on me. Yep. And uh, really that should be the priority. That's right. you know, I don't want to make a commitment that I can't meet either. So then, you know, all of a sudden you're... What, over-promising and under-delivering. That's right. And someone we had on the show quite recently, uh, Andrew Jaynes, in episode 88, uh, which was which was a bit of a combination uh, real tradey story because he's, he's done some amazing stuff with his wife, Bryony, and their businesses. Uh, but it was also a bit of a hot seat because we did nail him on a few things. Uh, and I know he's really grateful for that opportunity to, to be grilled in the Tradies Business Show studio here. Um, but Andrew is a self-confessed pleaser. And uh, the, one of the other problems with that, particularly where you have staff in your business, is when I interview his team members and talk to them about their roles, one of their challenges is what they refer to as Andrew deals. And it's not so much that they're cheaper, but he has a big thing about people will ring up and have an issue with their car, whether it's electrics or mechanics, and because they kind of know him or he thinks, you know, they might not come in if he doesn't promise stuff to them, he says, yeah, yeah, bring it in today and we'll have a look for you. It's just such an, an automatic thing for him to say. And it's, it is grounded in the fear that if he doesn't do that, they won't come in and spend the money. And he's, him and I have spent a bit of time talking about this and we've worked on where is that coming from, where is that behavior rooted in. And, uh, you know, it's a long and complicated story for him like it is for most of us. But the point is, it's not actually necessarily true. Wow, I yep. just used some really big words all together and that sounded like crap. Yep. It's not necessarily the case, right? Yeah. Is, yeah, some people might go elsewhere if you can't do it today. And if you're in that kind of business where it is like urgent job, maintenance sort of work, um, call-out work, then you need to set your business up to deal with that because that's the reality of the market that you're playing in. But a lot of tradies have that idea that I have to get out there today. I've got to get out there and do the quote today. Otherwise, they might go somewhere else. And I have to say, and I might upset a few listeners here, that's not true. Yep. It is just not true. And I'm basing that not just on opinion, but evidence I've seen of working with people like you listening to the show for years and changing your process to slow things down a little bit, people still buy from you. And in fact, it makes it easier for you to run a better business because, like Michaela was saying, instead of stuffing up your calendar and dropping your own stuff and being in this crisis mode all the time, 
you have a lot more control of things. You're, you're in control of the process. You can manage your customer service. You can manage your cash flow. All sorts of things much better if you just take a little more control and stop jumping 10 feet in the air every time somebody barks an order at you. Yeah, and I think one of the hardest things um, to learn is to say no as a business owner. I mean, it's so hard because you do take your business and everything personally. Hey, hey, hey. You, you mean say no to work? Yes. Money? Yes. No. What? Why? Why would you do that? Because it's always not in your best interest to. But it's money. Yes, but what if you do a crap job because you've overpromised and that word of mouth gets out? And what if you missed your kid's school concert because you were stuck on a job that you didn't want to do after hours, but you did it? Or, you know, you just hate doing that and... It's no profit in it or whatever. There's a million reasons why you should say no. And, and I reckon there would, I'd be hard-pressed to find a listener who hasn't had that happen to them. Yep. I, I suspect that you're sitting there, standing there, listening to this episode going, oh. and if you're honest with yourself, think back to where you have cut corners, you've said yes to something, where you knew it was like, oh, I shouldn't take this on, but I will because it's money. They want it urgently, and they're the ones that always seem to go pear-shaped, and you end up paying them for the privilege of doing their stupid job for them. Yes, and I will give an example that's probably not in my best interest. Is this but anyway, an analogy? No, it's it a real a life story. No, it's a real life case example. <laughs> okay, you're not going to incriminate yourself here, are you? No, but my husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, he's a plasterer, and he took on a job on a Sunday that he didn't want to take on, but he did it because he needed the money, rah, rah, rah. And I remember him saying, oh, he put this cornice up using the wrong stuff uh, to save time. Knowing when he was doing it, it was the wrong thing. (laughs) I can see where this is going. And then, of course, a week later they rang back and said, oh, you know, it's coming down. It's not sticking. Maybe the weather or the storm affected it. He's going, yeah, probably. And he went back and he fixed it for nothing. But I gave him the biggest lecture about why take shortcuts when you know it's going to impact you. So that shortcut, you know, cost him hundreds of dollars because he had to go back again, redo it, and not be able to charge a customer for it. Probably cost him the profit on the job almost. Yeah, he, he would have lost money. There you go. You know, so lesson learnt the hard way. Luckily, it was only a small drop, but I did put him in the naughty corner and say, don't do that again. And that's the thing is... He's a great plasterer, by the way. <laughs> he does really good work. Yeah. <laughs> if you need a plasterer, North of Brisbane. Uh, but, but that's the thing is so often we're so worried about what might happen if we say no, but we don't consider the impact of saying yes has. And as a consumer myself, I would rather you tell me that you're not the right tradie for that job or that you're fully booked and you can't get out there until next week. And you know what? I just appreciate your honesty. Um, and if you're really smart about it, you might give me a referral to a couple of guys and have prearranged with them that, hey, man, if I've got any overflow work or some of these smaller jobs that I won't don't want to do and I flick it to you, send me a carton and I'll keep shooting the jobs over to you. Yeah, and this had a... Uh, I'll give a little bit of a plug, actually, to one of my clients because... Um, Ned from Richard's Electrical, he G'day, uh, Ned. Hi, Ned. Came out and fixed, okay, fixed in inverted commas, my oven and washing machine. But basically, they were doomed. And yes, he could have maybe fixed them and made a couple hundred bucks out of it or whatever. But he was quite honest and said, look, you're really, you know, you're worthwhile paying for some new stuff. And we have a very expensive oven 
it was very expensive, but obviously not very good because <laughs> it didn't last very long. Um, but so he did that, which a lot of, a lot of guys. But what he also did was in his email give a long explanation as to why, but included links into where I could buy similar purchases from. So uh-huh. actually took it that next step further. So mm. I thought that was really something different that, oh, okay, I could just click on that link and compare the prices as to what he's quoting yep. for the service. So yep. it's like he did himself out of work, but it was for the benefit. So a little bit of honesty can go a long way. And he saved himself a drive to whoop whoop where you live because it's like... <laughs> Are you saying you just didn't want to do my job? Maybe. <laughs> he was too worried. <laughs> about, I don't want to do a job for the co-host of the tradies business show. What if it all goes wrong? Um, but here he, is, here he is getting a glowing accolade. Because yep. he said no. He did, yeah. And uh, we appreciated the honesty, mm. you know, and uh, I now have a fancy new washing machine, which is 10 times better than the 20-year-old one that the mother-in-law bought. Yes! <laughs> Even better. But if you had more electrical work to be done, who would be the first number you'd ring? Well, he's, of course. Yeah. And yeah. not, not just only because he's, he's a, a client, client but, but because he was honest in that, you know, and yep. I know we do live a... F- a little bit away out from where he is and he still came out and everything. So, mm, yep. you know, I really do appreciate that kind of honesty. So learning to say no is actually a very powerful way to grow your business. And that sounds like a bit of a wanky cliche. Uh, but how you say no is important. And, you know, you don't just go around saying, no, I can't do that. Um, but being smart about how you turn work down in favour of doing work with your best clients. Because if you're busy doing work for people that you don't want to do work for, when when a perfect client rings up, you're going to be booked up with crap and you'll say no to them and they'll go, well, I'll find somebody else. Yep. So it's a really hard thing to do. And sometimes it's hard to know who your or what your sweet spot is in terms of clients. Uh, and so that's something that you need to do is go away and figure out, well, who who are my ideal clients? Like, who's my sweet spot out there in the marketplace? And I know one area in particular um, a lot of my clients struggle with um, is when um, with Tradies VA and we're doing their phone and bookings and their quotes and booking them into their schedule, we often say have a quoting day or have particular times where you'll quote and so that you can be more productive and do them all in the same day or whatever. A lot of them really struggle to not be on call for quotes. Mm. You know, oh, I'll just I'll just drop you know, everything and go out. And it's like, yep. well, you know. Yep. I get this being flexible, but there's also, you know, scheduling that time so you're doing all the quotes in the one day or you're doing it two times a week in the same area or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something to really uh, think about. Mm. So part of getting out of this habit of being a pleaser is, yeah, it's to say no, but it's also to position people and and just communicate honestly with them and, and educate them a little bit because... This, the thing is, consumers don't know what's involved in being a tradie or a trade business owner, necessarily. And most of the times, they have no idea what work is involved and that you have a thousand other clients, not that they care. But if you explain to them your process and you're a professional tradesperson and this is the process that you run, and I know James from Paintway, who we've had on the show as well, that I'm doing a bit of work with, he's getting some fantastic results out of implementing a process like that people are okay with it. So look, my process is that I'll come out and I'll do the measure up and then I'll run you through some of the requirements and I'll get a fuller understanding of your job. Uh, my next available for that is, is you know, Thursday afternoon if today's Monday. Um, and then what we'll do is I'll go away and put together a proposal and then I'll come back and <clears throat> I'll take you through that. Uh, excuse me. And, uh, and then you can make a decision about which way you want to go with it then. 
And just doing something simple like that has taken so much time pressure off, not just off James, but everybody that I've seen implement that process and puts you back in control of your business and back in control of your calendar, to be honest. And your life. You've got less overwhelm, less stress. There's so many other yep. benefits to the word no. Yep. So... Uh, if you're a pleaser, if you're finding yourself racing around trying to please people as a way to succeed and get ahead in business, just flip that on its head. Try saying no to the ones, and, and you will have a gut feeling, listeners. Yep. I guarantee you'll just have that feeling in your gut about, oh, this is one of those ones. Dunk always says to me, I knew I shouldn't have taken this job. You so know? don't. And, and it always <laughs> So, yeah, when you have that feeling of, this one smells a bit fishy. I, don't, I shouldn't be doing this. Is just, just back away gracefully and say, look, I just don't think I'm the best person for the job, but I can recommend my competition go and send them broke. Yep. <laughs> but it's even coming down to now. I'm a terrible. You know, answering your phone after hours. Oh. When when. <laughs> so if your clients are texting you or ringing you after hours, I mean, unless it's emergency. Unless type you're work, a breakdown service. Yeah. Why? You know, why are you responding to them? You know, give yourself respect and your family or whatever you're doing. You know, they're not going to go elsewhere because at 8 o'clock you're not replying to their text. And if they do, they were probably going to anyway. And if that's not your business, it's like you wouldn't, if you're a plumber, you wouldn't take calls for electrical work. Yep. And yet, this is the thing. Because you're a plumber, you think, well, I'll take all plumbing calls whether it's maintenance, new work, breakdown stuff, emergency call-out. Now, if that's not your core business, if you're not a call-out guy, if you're not a a seven-day-a-week, 24-hour guy, don't take those calls because that's not your business. And I tell you, you will ultimately stuff it up. It'll cost you money. You won't do a great job with those clients, and you'll get a bad rap for everything. So you're better off sticking with your core business. And Michaela's looking at me because I'm waving my arms around <laughs> and making a fist and I'm going to punch the wall in the going, studio. Yeah, you just, I'm going to think, wow, there's another episode in that. So <laughs> hold those thoughts. But, uh, yeah, so action item learn to say no the right way. Yep. And uh, and the over-promise, under-deliver, that's related to the same thing. You know, you're better off under-promising and over-delivering. Yep. So promise me 10% less than what you know you can deliver and then deliver me the, the full 100% and I'll be stoked. Promise me the 110% that you think I want, deliver me 100% and I'm going to be pissed Yep. as a consumer. So again, it's just managing people's expectations, saying no, just pulling back on what you promised me. If you know you can get it done by Thursday, promise it by Friday. And get it done Thursday afternoon, and I'll think you're a hero. Yep. On that note... Are we done? <laughs> I think we've e-bashed our listeners I, I enough think for we're today done. and gone but, down their throat with the advice. Well, you know, we're here to help our listeners, Michaela, and we get passionate because we can see that tradies have such a great opportunity. So, And we're also passionate about Tradies Business Toolkit. So if you do want more help with your business, um, there's online training videos and templates and tools and all kinds of cool stuff um, on the site, as well as a private Facebook group which is full of um, tradies offering each other advice and we're in there answering stuff and being silly as well some days as well. Mm -hmm. 
So for just US $1, you get the first 30 days, so you can check it out. If you don't like it, piss off. If you do, <laughs> keep paying us uh, US $27 a month, which is like $30 to $40 for Australian. Um, hopefully the exchange like rate picks up. Yep, dollar a day. And uh, we guarantee you'll get more value than that. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us, listeners. Stop being a prostitute, and uh, we'll talk to you next episode. Until then. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.